the Israel Report with Rolene Marks. Well, when we were in touch earlier on in the day, uh, you did say, Rolene, that it was going to be an extremely busy day, and it's sure turning out to be, and it's certainly not letting up any moment. Joining us now on the line, our correspondent from Israel, Rolene Marks. Rolene, good afternoon. As usual, great to have you on board. Good afternoon. Unfortunately, not a great way mm. to start the day today. Uh, news of a terror attack just a couple of hours ago, this time uh, very close to Kedumim in Judea and Samaria. A, a patrol security guard was shot dead by a Palestinian terrorist who was then himself eliminated uh, what we do know is that uh, the IDF and security forces are currently scanning the area for any possible accomplice, but the Israeli victim was shot, and then despite attempts to resuscitate him by Magin David Adom, he passed away as a result of his wounds. This is the second terror attack this week, the first being that in North Tel Aviv on, on Monday where seven people were injured, Two women are still in very serious condition. They are still on ventilators. One of the women was pregnant, and she very, very sadly has lost her baby. Not a good way to start our conversation this afternoon, Rowling. Certainly condolences to the family there. Certainly doesn't get any better as we look into our next uh, item, which we want to discuss about a BBC reporter, Anjani Gajil's blood libel, what she said, and all the reactions to this. What's going on here? Well, this is that ludicrous blood libel comment that uh, Gajil said on BBC when she was uh, talking to former Prime Minister Naftali Bennett about the two-day operation in Jenin earlier this week. Now, it's absolutely imperative that, uh, you know, news is brought to you with context uh, and with balance. And we, we have seen this time and again with the BBC. They really have form when it comes to uh, inherent bias against mm-hmm. the state of Israel. And it was so implicit during Anjari and Johnny Gajil's interview with the former prime minister, you know, speaking about Israel's operation, she said uh, that Israeli forces are happy to kill children. I mean, who makes that kind of horrendous statement? That is that is something that a, a medieval peasant would have uh, said. And, of course, it raised the ire of many of us in Israel and uh, the Board of Deputies for British Jury and other organizations complained at the highest level to the Director General of the BBC. So BBC spokesperson yesterday apologized, telling the Jewish Chronicle, BBC News has received comments and complaints concerning an interview with Naftali Bennett broadcast on the BBC News channel about recent events in the West Bank and Israel. The complaints raised relate to specific interview questions about the deaths of young people in the Janin refugee camp. Uh, again, I reiterate, Janin is not a refugee camp. The United Nations raised the issue of the impact of the operation in Janin on children and young people. While this was a legitimate subject to examine in the interview, we apologize that the language used in this line of questioning was not phrased well and was inappropriate. Uh, they're leaving out 
the word offensive. Mm-hmm. However, the corporation stresses that they have covered wider events in an impartial and robust way. I'm sorry, but you breach your impartiality clauses as part of your own mandate when you make an accusation like that. It does not give context about child soldiers. It does not give context about the fact that all of the 12 Palestinians Mm -hmm. killed in Jenin all belonged to terror factions. That is not something made up by the Israeli media. That is something that we we get from press releases from the Palestinian media as as well. Uh, There is no... um, questioning of the Palestinian recruitment of young people as child soldiers. I was telling Howard this morning, uh, it's summertime here in Israel. As I'm speaking, there are children attending summer camp in the Gaza Strip and in the West Bank. And I can tell you they are not learning to sing Kumbaya and braid each other's mm. hair. They are learning to make Molotov cocktails, to, um, to fire automatic weapons, and are essentially having military training. Uh, It's a known fact, and the BBC should be held to account Mm. for not raising that issue. It is something the United Nations has condemned in reports before, and that is the use and the recruitment of Palestinian children as child soldiers. Very quickly, Rowling. And and the problem problem that we have with the BBC Mm. Mm -hmm. is we seem to go through this rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat cycle with them all the time, where they say something absolutely ludicrous – we call them out on it. They give a piecemeal apology and then do it again. So it seems as if uh, speaking of accountability has uh, the BBC at least reined in this uh, reporter uh, about this uh, situation. Have you heard anything to that effect very quickly? Well, all we know from mm. her is that she has shut down her her Twitter page. You know, more than mm. that, we, we haven't heard. They've given this apology, and knowing the BBC, they're going to probably think that that's okay. But mm. it, it, it's not okay. When you have your broadcasters, when you have your presenters being so partisan and downright offensive, mm. there is a, very much an institutional problem. Hmm. I guess it's another wait and see how that's going to transpire, Rolene. Let's move a little east now and uh, look at this Israeli researcher who's been kidnapped in Iraq. Well, this is, I mean, I I couldn't believe the news when uh, we got it from the Prime Minister's office yesterday uh, that Elizabeth Tsukov, who is a dual Russian and Israeli citizen, was in Iraq, presumably Mm. there because she was working on um, research around her doctorate uh, degree. She's a doctoral student with Princeton University in the United States. And uh, according to reports, according to what we do know, because obviously it is a very sensitive issue, uh, her sister said that she was, you know, she would communicate with her every single day, text with her, and uh, all of a sudden she stopped returning the messages uh, and she alerted authorities. Uh, And what we do know, and I'll read you the statement that came in uh, from the Prime Minister's office, Elizabeth Tsukov is an Israeli-Russian dual citizen who has been missing in Iraq for several months and is being held by the Shiite militia Kata'ib Hezbollah. 
Elizabeth Zukov is still alive and we hold Iraq responsible for her safety and well-being. Now, it is believed that it was known that she is uh, an Israeli citizen. Mm -hmm. She is an academic who visited Iraq on her Russian passport at her own initiative pursuant to work on her doctorate and academic research on behalf of Princeton University in the United States. The matter has been handled by the relevant parties in the state of Israel out of concern for Elizabeth Tsukov's security and well-being. Now, I have seen statements released by Princeton University today uh, calling for her, her safe release, mm. hoping that she is um, uh, healthy and that she is okay. Her sister speaking to uh, Israeli media a little earlier today said that she knows she's still alive and, 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 and that gives her... Um, that gives her hope, but she sure. wouldn't wish this level of worry uh, on anybody. And uh, it, it certainly is our hope that Elizabeth comes home safe uh, as soon as possible. Indeed, really. And let's just hope that we are talking about her release next time we do chat. And, of course, uh, let's round off our conversation with these massive protests across the country last night as a Tel Aviv police chief quits due to Ben Gavir, <laughs> usual suspect, as we used these terms before. Tell us what's uh, happening with this one. The usual Here we go. Suspect. Here we go again. Well, last night, thousands of Israelis took to the streets all across the country in Tel Aviv, in Jerusalem, here in Modi Inn, in other cities as well. We're expecting more protests tonight and, of course, wow. on Saturday night. Uh, this was after the Tel Aviv police chief, Amichai Eshed, announced that he was resigning from the police force. Uh, he resigned before he could be removed by Itamar Ben-Gavir. And uh, you and I were chatting yesterday. This, you know, the, the, yes. This is becoming a, a, a pattern with Ben Gavir. He's just clashed with the police commissioner of Israel. We've had that demand from former police commissioners to the prime minister to fire him. Uh, there are huge, huge concerns that uh, the way that he's going about instructing his police force is, is uh, causing grave concerns mm -hmm. for Israel. Israel internationally and how the police are expected to carry out their duty. So this was a massive demonstration uh, uh, all across the country. Uh, we do appeal to protesters do not block the roads and highways. Mm. Uh, you know, protest by all means, but don't block the major arteries you know uh, for, for some people it's a matter of, of, of life and death we had somebody try and run over protesters he was uh, subsequently arrested thank goodness nobody mm. was was injured but uh, we definitely are seeing a, a surge in the protest movement especially uh, over concerns about the trajectory that uh, we are certainly heading in not just with the overhauls but also with the police as well Roland as always we're going to have to leave it there thanks so much for joining us this afternoon always great chatting to you and getting an update on what's happening in Israel Roland Marks our correspondent from Israel that's what's happening in the Holy Land right now